Hello. Welcome to Spotlight, a hotbed of artistic activity to get your creative juices flowing this Valentine's Day. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Entering stage right this week and back by popular demand after its incredibly successful debut is Fenella Beach's Drag Brunch. The Isle of Man Arts Council wants to help bring your creative dreams to life. And a successful Manx poet marks the 30th anniversary of the death of a queer icon. Good evening, my friend. Thank you very much for keeping me company tonight. Grab yourself a brew, settle in, get comfy, and just let the arts gush over you this Valentine's Day night. First up, after a roaring success during its Isle of Man debut last month, Drag Brunch is back this weekend by popular demand. This time round, it's a Galentine's Day edition and it's taking place at Kiki's once again and will feature performances by local drag queens. It's being hosted by the fabulous Fenella Beach, also known as Owen Atkinson. And this second instalment of Drag Brunch is even more fantastic because this time around it's also acting as a fundraiser for trans people on the Isle of Man. Owen came up to the studio earlier this week and I got to speak to them more about it. So um, the first uh, the first drag brunch we did um, back in January, it's it's basically it's a different kind um, and different format of, of drag show, right? So I've been doing lots of events, um, kind of lots of drag and queer events over the past few years. And this is the newest iteration, shall we say. And I do believe, don't quote me on this, probably the Isle of Man's first ever drag brunch was um, our last one in January, and now we are bringing it back for February because it went splendidly. (laughs) That's brilliant. And where did you come up with the idea for a drag brunch? So obviously not an original thought of mine completely. Um, It's something that's been happening um, across. um, it's, It's a very big thing in the UK at the moment. I think part of it is, yeah, drag is great in, in nightlife, but I do think a brunch, something about a brunch just allows everyone to um, be a bit more free. Everyone, you know, it's during the day on a Saturday, so um, there's not too much pressure to like stay up late or anything. People can get drunk if they want to, but they can also be completely sober and that's totally fine. I'll have a great time. Um, and also working with, so it's going to be hosted at Kiki's and through their various different venues and guises over the last few years. I've worked with Kiki's a lot. And, um, and you know, we, we like to help each other out, right? And they're, they are so busy in the evenings. So um, we thought, well, why not bring a show during the daytime, um, get more people in the venue while it's normally less busy. Um, and yeah, and it's good for me too, because it means that I can take my makeup off and you know, and then go home and like have a like the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> For someone who hasn't been to a drag brunch before, what does it entail? Right. So, um, a drag brunch is it's all about it's very similar to your to your your classic uh, drag show, right? Just with a little bit more. It's a bit more of a relaxed atmosphere. So yes, you've got um, queens like me. I'm Fenella Beach. There's always we have different guests. I say we have different guests every month. This is only the second one, but they have been different guests. <laughs> uh, and we're hoping to do more and um, bring different people in. Um, so yeah, so there's there's me and some other uh, other drag performers um, from the island. And you know, for the first hour, we're going round, we're chatting to everyone. We're you know we're, we're having fun. We're um, yeah we're getting to know people. Everyone's settling in. 
um, you know, everyone's got their seats rather than trying to stand up for a show. Everyone's everyone's got their seats. Everyone's got their tables, um, and we go around. And then when the performance happens, um, it's in like shorter segments, so people have got time to you know get up, get drinks, get food, all that, and then um, kind of bring everybody together around the space. You get to perform around all the different tables, um, which is kind of fun. Everyone gets their little moment um, with me and with the others, um, and uh, and yeah, it's a bit more of a kind of a fun and open performance space, really. And how did you as a performer find that change? I've been finding it really fun, actually. It's nice to really get, like, to get in there and see people, right? It's different from, say, kind of a theatre-style show because, I mean, obviously it depends on your setup, but, um, I mean, I've done, you know, I've done drag on, like, the Gaiety Theatre stage, for example, and that was fabulous in a different way, obviously, the number of people was immense and you know it was it was it was a really excellent experience but you're there on the stage the lights are in your face and you can't see a single person right whereas this time it's like I'm kind of I'm with everybody I can see reactions I can play off people's reactions um and, you know there's there's less there's less scope for like standing in one you know standing in one spot facing one way you know it's, it's theater in the round if you will which I'm sure other you know other dramatists will understand but yeah it's just a different it's a different approach but it's fun i love that and when you talk about the performances what specifically are your performances that will happen throughout the brunch of course yes i uh, i assume that people know but not if you haven't seen drag before yeah um i do lip sync um last month i had vida la fierce she sings live um and then yeah the rest of it is is a mix um, Vida is the only live singing queen I know of on the island. Uh, everybody else is uh, lip syncing, but you've got lip syncing, you've got dance, you've got um, some choreography sometimes, you've got like a little bit of audience interaction as well. We also do, as well as the performances, we'll do like um, games and like we have a raffle as well. And it's just like it's like a we raise, yeah, raising money for um, like uh, trans people who are on the island and who want to. Um, help with medical transition so yeah it's fabulous that we can that we can we can bring that in as well um so yeah it's it's it's, it's um it's a mix of, of lots of different things yeah that's fantastic and who would you say a drag brunch is for um i would say okay so first off it is 18 plus um because it's a licensed venue right so um there's alcohol involved if you want there to be alcohol but yeah it's, it's 18 plus but from there i would say anybody who's up for like everyone's up for a good time anyone who's you don't have to have seen drag before if you have seen drag before then I encourage you to come because you can experience it in a different way and if you haven't seen drag before I think it's a great introduction right because it's not the pressure of oh where do I stand where do I look how do I act you know you're in you're in there amongst people you're sitting down you've got your drinks you've got your food potentially um and you can you know you can chat to other people and and you can see when everybody else you know, when the queens come to the stage and everybody else quietens down, you know that you've got to follow suit, you know? Um, so I would say it's really, it's, it's open to everybody who respects, um, yeah, who, 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 who wants to experience drag and who respects, like, this queer art form as well. You know, you don't have to be queer to come, but um, you have to... Um, respect us and want to celebrate us um, yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely and the times that I've been to um, sort of a drag night or a drag club I just think the atmosphere I've never experienced a bad atmosphere it's always so joyous and mm -hmm. so just everyone supporting everyone 
and this real atmosphere of fun, like the humour involved. There's so much wit and like dry humour whilst also just this really lovely, warm vibe, I would say. Yeah, And I think if, I don't know how people would not want to enjoy that you know i don't know how that's not enjoyable to people. <laughs> yeah totally i think as well you know if you're if you're a you know if, if you're a fan of pop you know like campy pop music mm. as well that's obviously that obviously helps you know we've got you've got some we've got some britney we've got some beyonce um you know all of that all of that gorgeous stuff um mm. That's the kind of music that you'll be hearing, but yeah, it's just it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a camp time. And if 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 you if you're here for the if you're here for the queens, then we're here for you. Excellent, <laughs> I love that. Um, and do you mind me talking a, a bit more about the drag scene in general on the island? Yeah, 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 absolutely. How, how is it? How are you finding the drag scene on the island? Is it moving in a way that you would like it to move? Absolutely, yeah. I think that um, the drag on the island is just getting um, it's just growing and evolving, right? So for me personally, for this show. I've been doing a lot of a lot of evening stuff, which is great. Um, and I've been doing actually drag race viewing parties up until about maybe six or seven months ago, and that was at uh, Moonlight, which is um, the venue also owned by the people who uh, who run Kiki's. And um, yeah, that was really great. But that was on a, a a weekly basis, right? And it was during the week as well. It was on a Thursday night, um, which is fun, but it's not always accessible to people. And so now, yeah, running these brunches on a Saturday afternoon, I'm just trying to yeah bring drag to um to more people and i think the more people are experiencing it you know and we're, we're getting out there um different kinds of gigs you know it's been nice um it's been really good to see um so the villa gaiety have been bringing over um different queens from drag race as well which obviously is not like the be and all and end all of drag but it is something i mean i ran my events as as drag race viewing parties right it's something that um people know and people recognize um and that's bringing more people to see drag and then um i've had the the opportunity of um, performing at some of those events alongside the queens from drag race as well which introduced me to more people yeah it's been fabulous it's been really wonderful just back in december i was with um with danny beard winner of season four yeah it's a a really gorgeous show that was me um vida lafia snowna binary and mathia the four of us um all together uh, and that was really that was really wonderful that's fantastic <laughs> and i think the the way you're sort of trying to grow the scene on the island is actually really clever by doing different sorts of events that will uh, target different sorts of audiences and like you say drag race isn't the be all and end all of drag but it's so mainstream and it's so broad so many people watch it that that's a really good starting point to get more people involved in drag on the island i would imagine absolutely well it's something that people know it's something that people recognize it's accessible to a lot of people right it's on tv especially now with drag race uk it's on the it's on the bbc like mm. everybody can see it if they want to if they have a tv which most people do and it's like and it, it, it drag is it, drag race is is so um yeah it's so mainstream like you said and, and so um if you can use that to get people to um see what what else is out there in the world of drag and that's it's a, it's a really great gateway yeah absolutely in terms of looking to the future in an ideal world what would the future uh, drag scene on the island look like to you i think continuing to try bringing drag into different spaces right that's that's what's so fun i mean i'm i'm like a, i'm a poet as well and so i um i like to um, mix different elements of like art together. So I bring 
um, poetry into drag sometimes. I think um, adding, yeah, mixing disciplines can be really exciting. Um, I want to continue to grow um, these these drag brunches as well. I've got a really great, I'm really great relationship with um, with Kiki's, and like we work so well together, and the space is so wonderful, and the staff just treat me and all of us so well and we felt we felt very looked after there um so that's really gorgeous so i think continuing to work with work with them on the drag brunches and seeing how many drag how much drag we can get into different spaces it's all it's all fabulous <laughs> brilliant yeah and um would you mind telling me a bit more about um you said you were raising funds through the drag brunch for yes. a really important cause do you mind just talking a little bit more about that yes okay so that is actually um we uh so we've got it coming up for um yeah for this for this next brunch yeah in aid of um trans people on the Isle of Man who are looking yeah who are looking for help with medical transition because it's uh the wait lists are years and years long and um it it can be really difficult for trans people to access the medical care that they need um and so a lot of people have to um well most people have to um seek out like private healthcare so um it's yeah so all of the money will be going um towards um yeah towards these people i think that's really good yeah. right, fantastic yeah. and uh, just finally if uh, anyone's listening and um they've thought about potentially trying drag themselves um but they don't really know where to start what advice would you give them um i would say come to a drag show absolutely that's how i started right so the first i started drag um it, when i was not on the island so when i was across i was living in bristol and i just came to a drag show uh and saw what it was all about you know i think that is the best way to do it i mean obviously you can see it online and you can you know and if you're not if you you know if you're feeling nervous you can um you can consume online content but i do feel like seeing it in person it's mm. the best way to get a taste of what it's like and what it can be and how you can how you can get involved but i would say yeah if people if anybody wants to know more about drag wants to see how it would feel for themselves i would say talk to me come to a show and um there's a whole world out there waiting for you. <laughs> Perfect. And just one last thing. Uh, can you give us the details of the event and how people can get tickets? Absolutely, yes. So it's this uh, this coming Saturday, the uh, 17th. Um, and it's all the tickets are all, all over my social media, which is at Fenella Beach. Or you can go to kikis.im and they have all the details on their website. But um, yeah, it should be a fabulous show. Come on down. <laughs> Owen Atkinson, also known as the fabulous Fenella Beach there. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Entering stage left now is Isle of Man Arts Council Engagement Officer Ali DeBecker, who wants to hear from you. Yes, you. I am speaking to you. Because say you've really wanted to get a stand-up comedy circuit going on the Isle of Man, but you just can't afford to bring comedians over to, to teach comedy to locals. Or you've potentially been sitting on a, no doubt, award-winning interactive musical, all done in mime, but don't have the money for the venue hire. Or maybe you actually want to make a life-sized replica of the Isle of Man out of paper mache, but you just don't know where to start. Well, you're in luck. Because in all these cases, the place to turn is the Isle of Man Arts Council. We've just recently had our first funding round for... 2024 close which was a very busy and popular one um so mainly focusing on that at the moment throughout several times during the year um but mostly recently 
it's just us telling people about what's going on in the creative community um and we have a facebook group Isle of Man Arts Council what's on where which is getting very very busy um I'm struggling to keep up with the members requests and people adding their events on and onto our website as well um which we're trying to get people to upload and tell us about your event and talk to us um so yeah at the moment it's it's more apart from funding at the moment um it's basically shouting out about everybody in the creative community yeah that's brilliant and i think sort of as you say getting people to flag stuff to you because yeah i think that's a great way to do it because obviously you're so inclusive and you want to promote all different art forms but you you as a single person can't do that so it's important to emphasize that like you want to promote people but they need to come forward to you oh definitely it's um if even if you're a well-established um project or you're a well-established um group or you know um community play or anything like that and you have been going a long time there may still be a lot of people who don't know about what you're doing and when you're doing it and where it's going to be and you know even if you've not received arts council funding that's that's what we're for we're for the creative community to to tell everybody you know look how many amazing things are happening in in the island and um on the topic of the funding you obviously want to make people more aware of that you know you're, yeah, you definitely. want people to come forward you want to help people yeah. put on their creative dreams essentially so for people who aren't aware of what you offer how can the Alaman Arts Council help? So we can um, help with um, travel grants um, just normal grants so getting to and from the island we can help with um, artists um, who want to put on workshops big events projects um, ticketed events um, we can help with underwriting for um, things like that. We can. There is so many things that we can help with. We've recently, probably in the last, I think, twelve months. I'd probably have to check on that though. We've had um, new funding streams come in, so we've got the um, Creative Industries um, Fund as well, which is very, very popular, um, and also our Short Film Fund, um, which we're seeing gets busier and busier each funding round which is great to see um but you know there's been a demand for it so we're getting we're reaching more people each time i remember years ago um asking the applying for funding actually to put on uh stand-up comedy nights wow and um ended up putting on three uh, the first one and the third one were like sold out nights. The second one was annoying because uh, the weather was so bad, two of the comedians couldn't come over. Oh, no. But the point was that I'd worked for a, um, a lovely guy um, called Math Brown in London who ran a comedy club. And I just wanted to introduce the island to excellent stand up comedians especially like female as well because I feel like it's a male dominated industry but who have been on the UK circuit and are brilliant but because they're not on Mock the Week or Live at the Apollo you don't see them Um, and it was brilliant and I couldn't have done that if it wasn't for the funding from the Arts Council so um, I like to I I would like to just say (laughs) if you've got something you want to do definitely apply because uh, it was such a fantastic it was such a buzz to see people enjoy that night you know so thank you very much for that <laughs> yeah that's great and another you know an example of an, another different kind of creative um project that's being funded the 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 different um 
applications that we see come in and even if people aren't successful we're still able to help them you know get in touch with people who can help them and who can maybe um, introduce them to other people who can help them put their project on or who can help them do with their design work or uh, so there is there's always a relationship that's kind of built between us and applicants which we want to try and you know nurture and, and help grow and um, you know within the creative community because there is so many people here that either know somebody or they don't know somebody and it, it's kind of once once that door's opened um it, it's great because then people come back and say oh you know we even if i wasn't successful i've still managed to meet people who've been able to help me which is is always great to hear yeah that's brilliant do you have any other sort of um examples from app successful applicants Oh, there's a big long list. Um, so recent ones we've been um, funding last year. We funded um, quite a lot of bands traveling to the UK. So we we funded Call Me A More with their tour. Um, some punk bands and thrash bands, they went to the UK for the first time and visited um, festivals. So they're flying the flag for you know, the Isle of Man in the UK and that kind of scene Very as cool. well. Um and you know we get the the you get the Manx Bard and the Youth Bard and you know we're happy to to support them and it's as you know with with the the stand up you know comedy that you put on we've got you know thrash bands punk bands and then we've got the Manx Bard as well it's 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 a huge yeah um, array of talent it is and I do think that um, the Alman Arts Council I think. Back in the day, people used to assume that it was for sort of, for lack of a better phrase, high art kind of thing. And elitist. Elitist. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Yes. And and it and now it's so inclusive and it's so diverse and it's and it's just all encompassing. And I think that's brilliant. That's great. It's great to hear that that's the the message that we're conveying to people. You know, it's not uh, we. You know, art is for all. It's it's for everybody. And we are trying very hard to make people feel included um, and, you know, keep it diverse as well. If there is someone who's a first timer that would like to apply for funding, um, how do they go about doing that? The, the best thing that they can do is visit the website and um, people can reach us via um, iomarts.com. Um, and there's a contact form on there that they can contact us with or they can give us a ring six, nine, four, five, nine, eight. Um, and yeah. The, if you've not applied to us before and you're not sure about what you think may be a good idea or, you know, it's just something that you've thought about um, talking to somebody about how you would even do an exhibition. We have, I spoke to a lady this morning on the telephone who was um, wanting to put in a photography exhibition on, she, but she wasn't sure because she didn't think her work was good enough. Oh. You know, that's the kind of people that we want to encourage and, and help. And, you know, how, how about tell people how they can go about doing these things and, and how they can get in touch with people to hire a venue you know what cost that we can cover um you know and other photographers that they can talk to as well it, it's it, it's it's not just an application form it's coming in and talking to us and she wasn't aware that all of these things were available to her she just kind of rang up off the off chance and oh i don't know if you're able to help and of course she left the phone conversation with oh I've got lots of choices now and that was great and th that's the kind of first time person that we want to talk to and and, and help as well but yeah if it's a, your first time that you th and even if you're thinking about applying just pick up the phone or you know drop us an email um, and we'd be happy to chat we're on a podcast so yes. we might as well 
chat, Stick, chat yeah, about another keep, podcast. Yeah, keep keep the uh, the creative chat going. Exactly. Um, um, and the Isle of Man Arts Council has its own podcast. It does, and it, it was in a bit of hiatus um, for a while. Um, it's called Island Artcast, and you can listen to it on every single streaming platform. But even if you're not on any streaming platforms, you can still listen to it via our website, islandarts.com. Um, and we have a new host. Thankfully, people will be pleased to hear they don't have to hear my voice going on and on and on um yeah our um new arts council graduate intern callum Rowe, he's um taken over the reins for a while um and he's very keen um to talk to people from all art forms um and if you've got any topics you think that you know need covering or you want a, you know your, whatever you're into talked about um give us a shout and especially callum um he's yeah, he's got a, a very busy time, I think, uh, ahead of him with his with him hosting and creating that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that, the latest episode is is out now. I love Man Arts Council Engagement Officer Ali DeBecker there. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. On to the world of poetry now, and Manx HIV positive poet Simon Madrill has created a poetic homage to mark the 30th anniversary of the death of a queer icon. A Finger in Derek Jarman's Mouth is a poetic tribute to Jarman's inspiring legacy, spun from the multicoloured threads of his extraordinary life. A Finger in Derek's Mouth is being launched as part of the Forum Plus Camden and Islington LGBT History Month celebrations. I got the pleasure of speaking to Simon earlier today. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's funny, a lot of people don't don't remember or know about Jarman because he, um, he lived between 1942 and 1994. And he was almost everything, really. He was um, a writer, an artist, a queer and AIDS activist, a designer, a filmmaker. Um, and in his, his latter years, he, took, he, he became a gardener at Prospect Cottage in Dungeness. So after he was diagnosed with HIV, and he was one of the first sort of celebrities, if you like, to in the UK. To, to talk about being HIV positive, which was back in 19, like I say, late 1986 when he was diagnosed. So that in itself was a, you know, was quite a groundbreaking thing. And then his final film was a film called Blue, which was simultaneously broadcast on Channel 4 and BBC. And it was, it was a blue screen, which is actually the colour that he was starting to go blind because of, um, because of age-related illness. When your eyesight starts going, you may have had one of these special eye tests that an opticians and they flash a they flash a light in your eye. I had one a few months ago, and all of a sudden I shouted out, "That's it! I mean, that's Derek Jarman's blue. That's the colour that you see when you have that eye test, and that obviously is the colour that he was seeing as he was losing losing his sight. So it's a it's a, it's a very um, very brave film in that mm. you literally just see a blue a blue screen for ninety minutes and. Have voiceovers of, of people, including including Tilda Swinson, who was a very good friend of, her, of his. But he was um, remarkable, re- remarkable man. I mean, a, a, again, you're probably too young for the eighties, but I'm sure you'll know know quite a bit about eighties music. I mean, he did about a dozen pop videos during the eighties, including um, "It's a Sin" for the Pet Shop Boys, "God Save the oh, Queen," brilliant. and Smith. And, and, and other other videos for those artists as well. 
So he's sort of, he's, he's popped up everywhere in terms of his influence. Yeah. I mean, the, the homage, as you described it, that I've, I've written um, about him focuses a lot on on Dungeness. I mean, for those that don't know Dungeness, it's sort of the, it's the, the driest place in England. It's a whole vast shingle beach, of which, of course, we've got got a number in the a number in the Isle of Man's the same. He bought this cottage there, as I say, after his diagnosis, facing Dungeness Nuclear Power Station. Out of that environment, he created this incredible garden. You know, mm. created a garden out of nothing, sculptures and all sorts of things. And, and thankfully, that that garden has been preserved by the Arts Fund and is a, a place you can go and visit. That's brilliant. You touched on your your poem. Uh, a finger in Derek Jarman's mouth. Will you tell me a little bit more about it, and maybe a little bit more about the name? It's such it's such an intriguing name. <laughs> Out of all of those things that Derek Jarman did, he was probably least accomplished as a poet. And he wrote a he wrote a poetry collection called A Finger in a Fish's Mouth way way back, and he absolutely hated it. And he didn't want it to be. It was it was published in very small numbers, and his companion Keith Collins found it on. A shelf, and decided after after Derek Charman died that he would actually get it published, and it was it was republished by a publisher now called Prototype, I think they were called Test Centre at the time, but made it a seven hundred copy thing of it. So that so, so the the title of this was inspired by his a finger in a fish's mouth, and what I thought I would do was yeah with that with that poem right up front was basically to look through the whole whole of the book and find phrases that I particularly loved and then arrange them in a in a sonnet for him. There's actually one line in that poem that isn't from his book, it's one I I made up. But the rest of them are their phrases from the a finger in a fish's mouth book. Well it sounds like you admire him greatly. So how was that process putting together that work based on his previous work? Yeah, I mean it's um I mean if he was still alive of course you wouldn't dare write something like this. But I mean, I think I think rearranging his exact words and some of the poems are um, poems of, of stories that he's told and, and and such like as well. So and some of them are based on scenes from two scenes from his film War Requiem, and many of them were me really diving into books by him and about him and looking at a lot of the photographs of the of the garden and the plant. And it's like having a bath with Derek Jarman, isn't it? <laughs> but, but, you know, trying to uh, submerge yourself in the things that inspired him yeah. is, is, is a very satisfying process. You know, another query, icon of mine, Neil Bartlett, you know, he described the, the collection of, of um, Simon Magdalene is a poet who knows Derek Jarman's work both intimately and deeply. And in this new collection, he has taken words from Derek's diaries, images from films and colours from that famously wild and stony Dungeness garden and re-edited them into a loving, furious and gorgeously queer act of homage. Oh, that's lovely. Couldn't, couldn't say it better myself. No, yeah, that's that's a gorgeous description. That is lovely. So Camden and Islington Council do a whole massive programme of um, um, to celebrate LGBT History Month and it's sort of it's coordinated by a charity called Forum Plus, who um, basically support LGBT plus people. Uh, well, they provide a whole range of services, but primarily support for people who've, who've re- received abuse and threats and all of those sorts of things, mm. legal support, and 
to explain. And, and they've been a forum plus have been quite a big supporter of my work for for some time. So when I approached them about Jarman and Jarman lived in Camden and is for a short for, for a few years back in the back in the sixties, I think, or seventies. They really loved the idea of yeah, wanting to celebrate his life because of his connection to Camden and Islington and they saw the they offered to, to be the, the prime official launch of the book. And you sort of like sit there and say, Oh yeah, we'd like to we'd like to find one of his films as well. <laughs> and then um you know, and if, if if you sort of said, Simon, what would be your dream launch of this book? It would be showing Derek Jarman's film Blue with the launch, and that's what they've pulled off. Oh, amazing! Um, because the middle of the book um, is like a four-page poem, smack in the centre of the of the book, called Blue, mm. and it's it's um, it is blue, and it's covered in the words blue, but it's also scattered with with words that come from the film and words and, and, and synonyms for blue and the flowers that he grew in his garden that were blue and, mm. and such like so sort of the yeah blue is very much a, a, a big theme of the book so the fact that we're actually going to have the launch in um with a screening of that film which is rarely seen oh that's fantastic you know, it's a real, real honor and yeah. a real privilege and that's happening on the 19th is it correct which is the 30th anniversary of his death. Is it open to the public or is it an invitational situation? No, no, it is. It's on waiting list already. The tickets are gone for that. And equally, I've got another launch the day afterwards on the 20th at um, Queer Circle, a big LGBT arts centre in Greenwich, which is also on waiting list. We have a performing with Neil Bartlett on the Thursday, the 22nd, at um, an LGBT bookshop called The Common Press. And then the following Thursday, the 29th, I'm at the HIV charity Positive East with um, Jonathan Blake, who is another person that we've got. He's my next, he shouldn't really describe the person as a project, should I? But <laughs> him and I are working on a poetic biography of his life because he was one of the first people in the UK to be diagnosed with HIV oh, wow. um, back in 1982. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Pride lesbians and gays support the minor? I haven't, but it's one I've actually wanted to watch for a really long time. It's supposed to be a fantastic film. It, well, it's a very good feel-good movie. It's sort of like a, yeah, it's like a queer brassed off, really. Um, <laughs> That's a good, good way to describe it, yeah. But the guy played by Dominic West mm -hmm. is based on Jonathan Blake. Jonathan was part of it, so you, you can remember that when you watch the film. I will, yeah. Jonathan, was one of them. Jonathan is also joining me on the 6th of March in Brighton with another HIV charity called Lunch Positive, and we're doing a, an event there where Jonathan's going to be reading some of the poems that I've written about him, which will be a very weird experience. Him reading a poem about as though, as though it's him, yeah. even though I wrote it, it's going to be quite quite weird. The final thing on launch, I mean, there are a couple of other in Brighton as well, but for those on the island, there will be an online launch. It will probably be later in March. How can people find you when you do put that up online? What's the best way for people to find it? Um, I'm at Simon Madrill on yeah. Facebook and Instagram and SoundCloud and YouTube. Okay. Um, on, on the social media channel formerly known as Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm at Queer Manx Poet. That's amazing, Simon. I think it's incredible that not only the work that you're producing, but it must feel like such an honour to be producing that work over such amazing people and then collaborating with them and like you say ha having them read the stuff you write about them themselves it's it must be a really surreal but really rewarding feeling 
Yeah, I'll let you know what it feels like. He's not done it yet. <laughs> well, I mean, I know he loves the pollen, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, for me, it's quite, it's very important. I mean, my first book was about my own queer experience, but I think, you know, from a wider perspective, particularly because of the way in which the global, the global epidemic of HIV/AIDS affected, you know, the British Isles during the during the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. We sort of lost a, or a generation of queer men were decimated. And in many senses, we've lost some of the, you know, a lot of those threads have been severed, sorry. So actually going back and, and, and making sure that we can we can tell some of those stories of, that, that might otherwise be lost or aren't told enough, I think is a, I sort of feel a responsibility to do that, you know, which is why I, why in Isle of Sin, I wrote about Jersey McLinden and, and paid a tribute to, to him in particular because of how much, even though dying of, of age-related illnesses himself, he invested so much time in raising money to, to care for others. And he mm. sadly just missed the boat in terms of, in terms of access to medicines that could have, could have saved him. You know, Jersey was born six months before me in the same hospital. So I think it's important for those stories to live on. Those, those stories to be those stories to be told absolutely um, yeah i think it's um really important work dear derek jarman i too have hiv but much too late for death not too early to be saved i've built a garden somewhere but you did it nowhere you said my garden's boundaries are the horizon. But you didn't only me, Dungeness, when you said there are no walls or fences. You weren't describing our inward journey or casting a shadow across the floor of heaven. After you made those films, you don't know, rivulets ran through my parched grass as if being banned and disliked is a pinnacle after all you refuse to die without the sun rising without stones threaded and hung in a garden that grew out of nothing without going quietly smiling in slow motion an iceberg dropping from the sky the ripples still licking shingle in a one-way tide. Queer Manx poet Simon Madrill there. And that's about it for this week. Uh, do remember to get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in planning or hoping to create or want to shine the spotlight on. Be they theatrical, musical, literary, ceramic, sculpted in drag, on film, mime, social media or any of the others I have most definitely forgotten. Just email me at spotlight at manxradio.com or if you'd rather direct message me, you can do so at Evans at manxradio.com. Rian spelt R-H-I-A-M. And don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, just head on over to manxradio.com and download the Spotlight podcast and listen wherever and whenever you want. And I shall leave you to your Valentine's Day evening. Remember, today isn't just about romantic love. It's about love of all kinds, be that family love, friend love, self-love or your love of the arts. So whatever love you're celebrating, 
Happy Valentine's Day, my friend.